0: Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, and today's guest is Tyler Grosser. Tyler is a firefighter and is also a member of the Federal Search and Rescue Task Force. Um, so we had a great conversation talking about that, uh, mental health in the fire service, um, and just some things that you know need to change, and you know some avenues forward. Um Jarrett Blanton, stopped by to guest host with us, um, so we had a great time shooting this episode, hope you guys enjoy it, uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff, and uh, yeah, here you go, the Washdown Podcast with guest Tyler Grosser. This is how we start the show, is we just push the record button, start having a conversation, mm-hmm. and then at we, some point... We forgot to uh, give the heads up on like, that like, hey, yeah. we're hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forgot to give the heads up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jeremy's
1: bad. That's my fault. He's the host. He's in charge. The dictator. (laughs) (laughs) Not
0: a dictator. Self-appointed emperor.
1: Mm -hmm. You're splitting hairs, man.
0: I mean, you know, details matter, Chris. You just
1: said that like two hours ago. Yeah, you're a dictator. Just because you want to call yourself (laughs) something different doesn't mean it's accurate. (laughs) You're a dick and you're a tater. You're a dictator.
2: (laughs) I'm not sure if that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only
1: one that makes decisions.
2: Fair that's why, enough. That's why I'm Fair still enough. sitting here.
1: I can't mm-hmm. quit. <laughs> Hashtag fire Chris. He won't fire me.
0: <laughs> well, Tyler, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. I Absolutely. You're regretting it right about now, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Sweet.
3: I'm not alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I regret
2: saying yes every day oh, oh. my gosh <laughs>
0: well, so uh introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background we'll sure go from there
4: yeah uh, my name's tyler Grocer work uh on a rescue company in the city been been uh at the middle rescue company for about six months and uh before that worked on another one for ten years and uh Kind of have a long history with rescue stuff. Do some federal side rescue stuff. Uh, work some dogs, and got my fingers in uh, some other parts of that world. Drones and and uh, a few different things, but feel like I can give you a good picture of maybe <clears throat> how the mental health stuff works on that end of the spectrum. It's a little bit different, and uh, maybe pick up some things to implement or things to think about that that I've seen in other places and kind of talk about some of the mindset stuff that, that uh, needs to change or we could work on for everybody to get better. But uh, that's kind of uh, my take on – that's my perspective.
1: Jared, put the hat on. Put the hat on. Yeah, I threw a hat to you.
2: It's behind you. Oh, so I can be the cool kid? Hold on. Hold no, because there's a hell of a glare coming off your dome. <laughs> you know, you, my shiny dome. Yeah. You know you can make three wishes. You just got to be real careful. Oh. That's, that's why I got to
1: wear a hat when I'm on camera now. I'm too bald. You know
2: what? I do like this hat, I will admit.
1: Yeah, I'm getting that back. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is a nice hat. It's comfortable, isn't it? Yeah. I love that hat. Looks good on you too.
2: All right, guys. This is uh like fashion week, how do I look? Yep. Yeah, you look well, good. Little pose Nat- here and natural.
0: there. Looks Unfortunately look you, you look very Kansas J yeah, right? I do. Right. Yeah. Rocking chalking, baby. Yeah. Rockin' chalking. <laughs> Not
1: a
2: fan. Shit.
0: <laughs> All right, so Tyler, sorry for the interruption. No, you're good. Sorry about that. <laughs>
3: man. <laughs> Pardon the interruption. <laughs> it like, had, had to be addressed. The glare was just too much.
0: <laughs> I don't want to blind you guys. <laughs> well, you know, and what's funny is last time you were on, we had to do the same thing. That's true. Had to run upstairs and get a hat for you. <laughs> oh gosh, I should know this by now. Well, you know,
2: it's like going on a biking trip and not bringing a helmet. Like, yeah. Hey, anybody got a helmet? Yeah. No, you are supposed to bring it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Proper preparation. <laughs>
4: PPE is everything, man. PPE. That's right. <laughs> you don't right. want to blind anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so continue.
4: Yeah. So that's it. It's just a little bit different perspective, uh, namely from a mental health aspect of it. But, uh, I think, uh, I think the culture itself uh, around us is kind of drives a lot of that, uh, negativity and, and, uh, perpetuates our you know the problems that manifest in the bigger deals later how so I, I just think that the culture that we seem to have uh promoted over years has uh has become kind of a negative rhetoric in, in all honesty in a lot of ways and so uh i think that that doesn't help people's ability to to cope you know that doesn't that does not promote any kind of a positive atmosphere to, to, to overcome anything. So I think that that's one of the biggest differences, you know, in all honesty is the, uh, on the federal side of things, they obviously take this to a different level, but, uh, I think the, the fire department's culture is namely the biggest hurdle that we have to overcome you know, in, in a lot of ways, Yeah. but, uh, but the negativity definitely doesn't help. And so I think if we can change that, that's kind of a mission that we've been on with the circle of people that, that I'm around typically, you know, we, we've been working pretty hard to change that and, and to anybody that comes around us, you know, promote promoting positivity or, or, uh, you know, showing them, showing them it's okay to it's okay to be positive or or be into the job or or you know want to do different things or look at things a little bit different than maybe we have in the past so it's been an interesting journey for the last uh little while here but you know uh, unfortunately it's kind of like the deeper the deeper you dig you know the worse it gets
0: uh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: familiar with that (laughs) yeah
4: yeah i mean uh the first 10 years were bliss and then it's kind of been all downhill from there but uh you know we're trying to pull it up pull it back up and made some pretty good moves as of recently so you know some big projects are coming out and hopefully um hopefully that that does some good unfortunately that doesn't affect everybody it's a small group.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, well, but on that note though, what you can accomplish with a small group whenever, and we've kind of talked about this whenever we've done leadership podcasts mm-hmm. is you instill those values and beliefs and all that stuff in your small group. And then as people start to migrate out, mm-hmm. they take that with them. Sure.
4: Sure. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a, that's one of the big things that um, the headshed, if you will, uh, has been pretty adamant about in in our dealings recently is transitioning away from the from the consistent um, hey you got to be this part of this group or part of that group to participate in all these different things and and so the inclusivity the keyword inclusivity you know uh, is probably going to come into play a little bit going forward and I know that that's been something that that they have stressed with us is that, Hey, whatever you guys try to do, this is what we need. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's like a secret society that, that, that you, it's just, it's one, it's been one of the most bizarre experiences in my life, but, but, you know, you've got cliques and groups and, and, uh, and then you have to form your own group. Yeah and and that's that's the weird part but nonetheless as long as you're working for the right reasons and and uh to make things better for everybody then i think that it's widely accepted i don't know i don't know that there's any way other other way to go about it but um that's that's kind of what's been being pushed is the inclusivity thing so going forward we always have that in mind and and we're going to start pulling people in from other parts of the job to to be allowed to to work in these capacities and do different things and and i think that that's a lot of the reason you know we we continue to struggle with getting people especially getting good people it seems but um you know we have to make we have to make it we have to make it appealing enough yeah
0: you know do you think part of that is just because people don't understand of what you guys actually do and the the importance really Oh of what yeah. you're doing? No, there.
4: I think education is huge. I think that that's a massive, massive part of it. In all honesty, but I mean, not not just. I think you could say that for the people that are in the division. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to a certain degree. Yeah. So I mean, w- we can go down. Uh, we can go down a rocky road that I can tell you about uh, to to explain kind of how we got here. It's kind of a pretty well defined timeline. Um, but that being said, yes, the, the, uh, uh, the educational aspect of everything related to technical rescue is massive. They, I would say probably 50% of the job has no idea. No. And, and, you know, that's just, ha- that has to be a priority to, to go out and educate people and, and like I said, get people more involved, um, provide opportunities for people to be involved um and then that goes all the way up to food chain you know it doesn't stop just at at the company level or i mean it's we have a massive misunderstanding at the very top notches of our organization so i think that uh that's another big priority for us to to uh, go out and and educate people uh about what it is we do or what what we should be doing so that's what we're trying to do. Yep. But uh you know and and the educational part of it doesn't stop even with you know even interdepartmentally the educational part needs to go way outside of that. You know, this our programs haven't been funded by the city since their inception. And so we have to rely on getting funding from other other sources. We can't do cool stuff without having money. So no. um if they're not educated about what we're doing, you know then, then they're not gonna they're not gonna give us any money.
0: The, yeah, not gonna open up the purse strings. Right.
4: So that's that's another thing that we've tried to initiate as of recently and believe it or not, man, there's plenty of money out there. You just gotta know where to get it. So yeah. so I think those are some of the key initiatives that we're pushing forward towards and how that relates to mental health is, you know, as scary as it might be to, to think about, I think we have a massive mental health crisis on our hands. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, I mean, not, not just as it relates to critical incident type stuff. I'm saying, I think we have a massive, uh, mental health crisis just in general overall. I mean, mm-hmm. we have, uh, it's not, a, we, we don't live in a healthy environment period. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, you know that's a huge detriment so you know it's kind of a roundabout way to get there but but by doing all these different things i think that it will help hopefully in that uh the proper mindset is everything but it's a hard road it's it's not widely accepted <laughs> it's not widely accepted and it's uh you know growing pains always hurt for a while so yeah you, you gotta kind of push through that and uh you know, we've been working towards this for the better part of 10 years. So,
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier is, you know, kind of having the destination in mind mm-hmm. and getting the steps laid out to get there and then crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's and going, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And then making people, you know, understand, communicating that effectively to right. the people who make the decisions and you know, the rest of the job in general of, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. This is, you know.
4: So I think what we found is in talking to a lot of different people, um, everybody's kind of begging for it in a lot of ways. Um, everybody knows that we need to change or there's things that they want to change or whatever, but, but taking the initiative to institute the changes is the hard part. You know, everybody will, you know, possibly jump on board. It's all about the people who don't really want to be in the public's eye of initiating it or be seen as being that guy or or whatever. You know, but that's part of the problem. That's part of the, the of the stigma. You know, that we've got that we've got people to believe that they can't speak. You know, what they feel for whatever reason. Yeah. So, so that's that's a big hurdle. Um, I think that we'll get more followers. Once the naysayers, you know, either fade off or
0: or go away. But uh, do you yeah. see do you see it being better or worse with the newer generations coming in, like their openness to talking about mental health mm-hmm. and you know proactive and all that?
3: The,
4: what I've noticed is that they come in as a clean slate, and so. Uh, it may be not a clean slate. I mean, some people have experience from other places, but but by and large, um, it's whoever gets their hands on it first. In all honesty, and 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 th- those, it's kind of like a young dog or a young child. You know, those initial impressions are long lasting, mm-hmm. and so, however they're indoctrinated into our culture is how. They will continue to usually think about things it seems at least at least that's kind of been a deal and and you can open their eyes later and 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 change perceptions or change ways of thinking but that is much much more difficult than it is to instill that initial thought process right off the bat um, so so you know unfortunately you know it's going to take a wide Change and mindset to do that effectively, I think. But we'll get there. It's just it's a slow, it's a slow process. <laughs> slow burn. It's a slow process. Yeah. You know, changing culture, um, you know, is like moving mountains. Yeah. So. It, well,
0: yeah, and we've talked about that. Of you know, it's like, look, we see there needs to be a change. Oh yeah. And okay, well, the way that we're all geared is okay. Let's change it. Right. Cool right now what? Yeah, yeah we're we're problem solvers and mm-hmm. you know we, whenever we show up on a scene it's okay we're here for 10 15 20 minutes sometimes an hour mm-hmm. and we've fixed or mitigated whatever was going on right why can't this be the same mm. no yeah it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't you know, work that way
4: had i known 10 years ago that it, the road was going to look like this i would have ran away um you know there's no way uh would have continued to push on but but once you get in so deep you know you, you know you just go but but uh it, it is it is one of the hardest things i've ever tried to push for in my life and one of the most frustrating for sure but uh yeah it's a it's it it has to happen sooner or later yeah. Other, otherwise it's just gonna the the ship is gonna sink eventually so i think that it needs to be Hopefully, something that everybody picks up on and and realizes that it's at our, it's at our own expense
2: at yeah. some point. So, Tyler, I have a question for you. Um, so, because I know you have you've had a lot of training uh, mm-hmm. with federal teams and stuff like that, and obviously with different departments across the nation, I'm sure they all have their own, um, you know, whatever they would offer for mental health services. Uh, do you feel or have you noticed any difference working with the federal teams as opposed to like local departments?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll just kind of paint a picture for you. Um, if you think about it, like let's go back to nine eleven. You know, there's very few uh, major events that happen in the country, but when they do, they are right. They're yeah. they're big deals. So the majority of our said customers are hurricanes. So hurricanes can be pretty destructive, but the amount of, uh, let's call it critical incident stress that come out of them from the responders is fairly low. I mean, you're just really dealing with a bunch of destruction. Mm -hmm. You're not typically dealing with a, a huge loss of life or... Or having to see any anything too crazy, so it's the Surf Sides, the 911s. Those are huge. the uh, Katrina, you know those type of events. Those are massive impactors to the people that go to them, and so they've re- they've recognized this and they've instituted their own way of implementing. Uh, the mental health side of things and and what's interesting is is it took realistically I mean Katrina was kind of a game changer for a lot of things but so was 911. I mean 911 may have been the major the major game changer I don't know but um, you know you've got you know 100 people per team times you know if, as far as 911 goes there are all 28 teams there so I mean you've got you got a lot of people. And uh, and I mean, you have people that are visibly struggling at the time and then you got people that are going to struggle later. But but nowadays um, they have an entire uh, organization in its own right for it in place. So in the federal system, there is you have the regular teams that go out and then the command structure portion of everything is called IST or instant support teams. And so they'll deploy out and, you know, provide that, provide that support and that structure. And one of the components of that is, a, is the mental health component. So they'll set up basically uh, clinics, mental health clinics, essentially uh, that you can come to if, you know, and then, and, and then they will have uh, people that go out actually and, and go out to wherever you're, you've set up your base of operations and they'll come out and talk to people. And then if you engage in some type of a mission that, that is, you know, obviously recognized as something critical, they'll force it. And so you don't, at that point you, you, you have to kind of go through the program, um, you know,
0: so for the most it's part of really your option. Yeah. For the most part, it's voluntary, but for, for the certain part, things, yeah, it's,
4: they'll force it. They'll yeah. force it. Um, Yeah. At some point they will, for sure. They've instituted some other ideas too, uh, in Florida last year, you know, they were bringing around therapy dogs to all the, all the teams. That was interesting. That was the first time I've seen that, but, um, they definitely have a good pulse on it and, and they're pushing forward with some interesting ideas that, that, I mean, I think we have some of those components in place, but, um, I, I don't think that we are forceful enough with, with it because the, let's face it. I think guys, uh, whether it be on the federal side or, or the fire side, I mean, guys don't typically want to volunteer to do that stuff. And so you just kind of have to make it non-optional at some point, you know, but, well, uh, it's, uh, it's a, uh, that's a, it's a fine line and it's a, yeah. and it's a, it's a sticky it's a sticky topic yeah with people but you know um when i say forcing it on people you know you can only force people so far obviously but but it, you might get a psychologist that comes and talks to you and i mean you're going to turn down the conversation you know i mean the culture in that and on the other side of the fence is so different yeah you don't have you don't have people that are willing to you know, just be belligerent. (laughs) So, so there's, so there's that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to come talk to you whether you want them to or not, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and I mean, they, they might make an assessment and, and if you just say, you don't want to talk to them, I, I guess they'd, they'd probably flag you as having a problem to be honest. And, and they might pull you out. That's ultimately the, that's ultimately the, 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 the biggest thing and they do it regularly um i mean we so uh at in florida the last the last deployment we went on um uh, which was hurricane ian we had a mental health crisis um there with one of our people major 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 and um this person wasn't um even somebody out in the field necessarily so it was a uh, somebody that kind of stayed back at the base of operations and and did planning stuff, and uh, evidently they had a history of some stuff that they didn't really divulge, and so not sure what I don't know what the catalyst was to be honest with you, but what whatever it is, kind of spun them off into a headspace that was not good, and then they became MIA and it that turns into a major, major thing. So um, we got her tracked down, and, uh, you know, then it was 24-hour overwatch. Basically had doctors and, you know, mental health professionals in our camp, so to speak, for the rest of the deployment, which, you know, uh, that just, I guess, goes to show you that they have a plan you know, and, yeah. they're, and they're not going to risk anything at that point, which yeah. is good. But at the same time, uh, you know, completely unexpected and out of the blue.
0: Yeah. But it's nice that they have a plan and they implemented it because, right. I mean, you know, as well as I do, the whole goal whenever you're going to do something like that is to not become part of the emergency. Yeah, for you, sure. And we bigger. did. Yeah. And we
4: did that day. Yeah. We did. And, uh, yeah, it kind of caught everybody way off guard. But, uh, but, um, you know. I guess the good news is, like you said, they, they had something in place. And the scariest part is when when, when they were MIA. That was weird. Yeah.
0: It was, they
4: just left. and
0: uh, So how do you bring that from the federal side? Yeah, it's, the-
4: that's a good question. Um, it's a good question. You know, I think, like, after the Avenue fire, we had um, – we had our grips on something. You know, we had our heads in a space that everybody kind of seemed like they realized that we needed to address this. And I don't know if it's time. I don't know uh, what's going on there, but maybe maybe it has kind of waned off a little bit or we've lost sight, I don't know, because you definitely don't hear much about it anymore. Um, You know, the peer support stuff and all that ideology probably has some amount of merit to it, but at the same time, it's still, the players are still the same, you know, and I think that that, that ultimately becomes the problem is, uh, if the players are the same players that are perpetuating the, the, the culture that we live in, that's hard. That's a hard division there. So I think that, uh, we started the we started off on the right track for a second and, uh, and I'm not saying we've left the tracks completely, but but maybe just less of an emphasis. So I don't know what we're doing. Are we waiting on something else to happen? I don't know. That seems to be kind of the mantra is it's, the, it's yeah. a response, you yeah. know, instead of being proactive about it, it's kind of a response thing.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree with that statement hundred percent. Cause so. I mean, and that's what it is, is, you know, you got this big event and then everybody's like, Oh shit, we need to address this. And mm-hmm. then you, you know, you start to take steps mm-hmm. and then it's like the focus shifts. Right. You, or you the, go back to
1: the status quo. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah.
0: something else comes along that <laughs> is like, Oh, well, we got have to
1: address this now.
0: We gotta we gotta address staffing. Yeah. Staffing's major. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know.
1: What's the, what's that term? Normalization of deviance. deviance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's that's what we go back that's what I think what you see in the fire service, law enforcement, military. Sure. Is something tragic happens, whether it's your nine mm-hmm. eleven something in your own department. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, Hurricane Katrina, which we learned a lot of lessons from, all of these things, mm-hmm. and then we start to make changes, positive changes that need to be made, right? And then after a year or two or three, five, you go back to the, oh well, we're good now. We've made these changes. You know, right. We're gonna go back to resting, and until the <clears> next <throat> one happens, because I mean, what, what did we see after nine eleven, all over the place? T-shirts, oh, yeah, stickers, yeah. signs, flags. And, yeah, people and, and dropping what, stuff and, off. And, and what? Are, and what did those stickers and everything those T-shirts say on them? Mm-hmm. Never forget. Never forget. Yeah. And he, here it is. Right. Twenty-two years later. Right. And what happened? Yeah. Yeah, we're not doing any of those things anymore. It's like we forgot about it. Yeah. How we felt, and I mean, yeah. I, I still remember how I felt that day. Sure.
4: Yeah, and but, and I mean, you know, the the sad part about it is that we've got guys that are on our job that were there they went there um and uh yeah we don't tap into that you know we don't and we never have really to be honest yeah um you know, there's a lot of knowledge that uh
1: didn't expect that <laughs> <laughs> i just tried to train it yeah, up uh,
4: there's a lot of knowledge that we leave on the table that we don't tap into and I think that that's kind of where the inclusivity mantra comes from. To be honest with you, yeah. I you mean, think
0: it's just because of how clicky everything is. Uh, and if you're not in that click, then it doesn't matter what you know. Yeah, I think
4: yes, yes. There's definitely a component of that. Um, there's definitely a component of that. It's, you know. So I think that the. There is elements of you can call it whatever you want to, a good old boy club uh, the pop the popular people name brand people the influencers whatever you want to call it we have those and um, it's whatever the rhetoric is that they're spreading you know that is going to be become okay um, and so I think that those people have to be targeted first. You know, it's just like anything else, you know. Um, I think you have to target those influencers and and try to convert them, so to speak, to a different way of thinking. And I've been pretty successful at doing that.
1: Come on, man.
0: Sorry.
4: Pulse point.
0: It's his, it's his first time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Didn't bring a hat. Didn't. T- t- can't put his phone on vibrate. Can't get here on time. <laughs> can't get here on time. Has yeah. ice in his cup, and I keep yeah.
2: it
0: keeps clinking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. No, I uh, I agree with you 100%, Tyler. Cause I, it's, it's, that's one of those things of, you know, it's like you get – like the new person comes in, mm-hmm. and then they're told, you yeah. know – Oh, being on that ambulance sucks, or right. whatever. And right. how, how many times can they be told that thing mm-hmm. before they start believing oh, yeah. it? No, Absolutely. it doesn't take long. Yeah,
4: what? I mean, you know, you probably watched it with this last group. Oh yeah. What is it? a Couple months, and then you know they're walking so, around and acting like they, yeah, uh, you know, shouldn't be there for some reason. I like, yeah, I have
1: noticed you, that big time, Tyler. If you've got a direct line to that. I do. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know
4: anything about lines. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky. I'm lucky in that regard that, uh, you know, I have two talking heads that um, that they're pretty straight. Their heads are on pretty straight. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, they've been fortunate enough or maybe unfortunate enough, I don't know, uh, to grow up around this and you know i've had the ability to control that rhetoric to some degree you know yeah. and, and so they're they're pretty they're pretty well aligned with yeah. what's what and, and and hopefully hopefully they can carry that with them for yeah, going for forward. I
1: I, yeah. I think you laid a great foundation with them. I Absolutely. really I really do. And I am not this is not nice yeah. cuz you're sitting here. It's so it's, so it's, seen.
4: It, it's kind of a funny story uh, and I can I can tell you about that for a second. You know, so the first 10 years of my career were blissful, right? I was going
1: to ask you about this. I wrote it down just to come back to it. So
4: it, you know, those first 10 years I did a really good job at convincing them that <laughs> This was the best job in the world. Doesn't get any better than this. I was so convincing. As a matter of fact, when it actually came time for them to start deciding where they're going to go, I tried to undo it.
3: <laughs> 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 and even
4: the very person who convinced them of that stuff, I couldn't undo it. I, I shit you not. I, this is, it, it, it boggled my mind that I could not undo that. Like I couldn't undo it. And so, so, so it came to be that this was the only option. And, uh, and they, and they, and they got lucky in that regard that it was available to them as, as easily as easy as it was. But, but in saying all that, um, they definitely have their heads on straight. And, and from, from Mm -hmm. my perspective, they toe the line at, uh, not being, you know, that guy the yeah. yeah
0: well my interactions with him i've interacted with one more than the other just mm. because we're in the same station and i've got zero complaints every time that's i good. see him call in for overtime or he's trading time with somebody mm-hmm. i'm like thank god <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good i'm glad to I hear know. it i and
4: i hear a lot of good stuff i hope that continues well
3: for it's
2: sure. like chris said you laid the perfect foundation mm-hmm. i mean i think I think we all feel that way in this room, it, yeah, just because we all have had awesome. experiences with both of them. And yeah. I think I've told you that, and I've yeah. told both of them that. that you guys are probably, awesome.
0: Should have probably fed them a little bit more. Though. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. They'll I, get there. Maybe <laughs> well, you have them wear name tags. I can't
3: tell them apart. No, I know. <laughs> I can tell you the secrets behind that too, because
4: uh, they probably don't talk about it. But uh, they both they both have uh, had celiac disease, so. Uh, so that's the whole thing now I feel bad making the yeah, joke I, now. Now. <laughs> I told, I told no, them both I said man you guys got to be up front with this and yeah, yeah. but they probably weren't
1: but now you still want to keep some stuff to yourself and, I know and, but, not, yeah. not, but, and you don't want people to feel sorry true. for you or anything or uh, yeah you know there is it's, that part of our job it's
4: a little deeper than that with them I mean they they're supposed to eat a certain way and all that and I should—I yeah. know that they didn't want to be that guy who needed special accommodations or whatever but uh, I'll leave that up to them but you know yeah. but that's the reason behind it yeah so good to know yeah good to know I'm sure they appreciate
0: me saying it yeah. <laughs> 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 oh I think it's all right I think it'll be okay yeah they'll be all right especially yeah. I mean you know I'm sure you've seen it the way that the job has changed where whenever we came on way back when, like mm-hmm. you just threw your money in and shut mm-hmm. the hell up and ate mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, and yeah. Now it's more of, hey, you sure. know, what do you oh, want? No. What that's, do you like? That's if, alive and well, yeah. yeah. No, so
4: Assuming you, got, you you got decent enough people yeah, on your crew. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's talked about all the time where I'm at. So, yeah. I mean, if you want something special, then you get it. Yeah. For yeah, sure. sure.
1: I've seen it a lot more everywhere I've been, mm-hmm. all the details here recently. and Yeah. As long as it's, it's not healthier like, too, the food's a lot better than what it
4: was. Oh yeah. twenty almost For twenty sure. years ago. I agree. As long I agree. as it's not like some fad diet type thing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, it's yeah. An, yeah, yeah. if it's an actual need, I don't think anybody's going to question yeah. it. But
0: um, I'm only going to eat tangerines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, something expensive. You yeah, know? something yeah.
4: super expensive. But uh, yeah, it's that that in and of itself has been an interesting, you know, to yeah, you know, it's really easy to disconnect yourself. If you don't have anything else that you're worried about, like you can you can get way disconnected, you yeah. know. And I mean, there was times that I did for sure, but then when that happens and you get kids on or whatever, then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I got to get back in the game because uh, you know now I got to worry about these guys and and, and their future and yeah. that. So that it makes everything a lot more relative, so a lot more that, important.
0: Is that one of the reasons why you try to talk them out of it? Uh I just don't. I don't. I
4: mean. I don't really want to be public with this, but I just don't feel like our culture is one that I wanted the men to be honest.
1: I get that. Yeah, you
4: know, that's
1: fair I, enough. That's that's fire service yeah. as a whole, though. Yeah, um, uh-huh.
4: I but there was I knew I knew for a fact that there was no way to. I wasn't changing that, you know. I wasn't yeah. changing the fact they're going to be firemen, and and that wasn't my that wasn't my request or or I mean it was just obvious that was that was that was it that was the only option. I was just trying to control the destination. And, and I had no other destination in mind, per se. I said, just go find somewhere where it's going to be better to live, at least better weather. <laughs> you know, something. Amen yeah, to that. that. Something. Amen. And, to that. Uh, Hawaii's nice year I'm round. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys got So is San Diego, from what I know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was born and raised in Southern California, and the weather's definitely nice. I mean, there's a lot of other detriments there, but <laughs> the weather's nice for yeah. sure.
2: So when? You, hold on, Tyler. I didn't know that. When mm-hmm. did you move uh, to the Midwest? Uh, when I was 13. Okay. Mm. So you spent a good chunk mm-hmm. of your life out there. Oh, I mean, yeah. especially growing up and. Oh yeah. Going oh. to school and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You obviously made friends and. Oh yeah.
4: No, I. Yeah, I came here and it was culture shock. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> I can imagine. Big time. Yeah. Big difference. Lots of differences, but. You know, I can say definitively that there was much more opportunity here than, than there. I mean, there's that, um,
0: you know. Yeah, that it's kind of is a little bit surprising because you would think, you know, Southern California, there'd be all kinds of opportunity for different I mean, jobs. There and- are.
4: So I'm sure it's changed now just because of the way it is in the world. But uh, nobody wants to work, it seems, these days. But – uh at the time when i was growing up i mean it it was very 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 controlled you know minority controlled and it it, it wasn't even black people that they're after it was it was you had to be asian you know or you had to be mexican i mean and it changed um but i mean you don't want to talk about a melting pot you know yeah. that's a diverse community that is hugely diverse community and um yeah, if you weren't if you weren't a, a particular race, then you were not getting hired by a fire department. Period. It's just the way it was, and uh, I mean they you know they they have strict numbers that they have to meet based on the on the population. You know, it's what drives it. The how, w- whatever the population percentage is of each one of those minorities, then then that's
0: what they have to they have to meet that.
4: And uh, yeah, Which so it's it, interesting.
0: It boggles my mind in a, especially a safety specific field Mm -hmm. where, I mean, this is life and death. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't have anything to do with that. It should be capability only. And again, that's me living in cotton candy rainbow land, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, we've had this conversation.
4: Yeah, I agree. I've had some really interesting uh, conversations about it. Um, And, and yeah, it's, it's. I personally I welcome anybody. If you have the yeah. capability, I don't care I don't care what you look like. I mean it's I'm blind to it literally. But you have to be coming from Southern California for sure. Um and I think that that's just the way it should be and and we welcome everybody and and you know, if you can do it, great. Come on. Yeah. But you know just continuing having hard set numbers I think is just a difficult thing to do especially nowadays
0: well it makes it disingenuous i think right it really does yeah but
4: you know that's uh that's that's way out of my
3: wheelhouse
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a policymaker yeah that's even above i think Mm -hmm. like the department itself that's a oh yeah that's a city issue
4: for sure for sure for sure and i think we you know in all honesty i think we do a pretty good job with uh, whatever we can like I think we do a pretty good job by encouraging it or or you know I I don't I don't really feel like we have a huge problem on our job to be honest with you I mean I think yeah. we're pretty I've had the, we, we've had these discussions in depth with multiple people but but by and large I think uh, you know I think we do a fairly decent job with it
0: yeah I mean I don't I don't disagree with that I think there are still problem areas and but there's always going to be I think that there's That's, problem
4: areas but I don't think that the race issue is a problem I don't think that it's racial I don't think it's racially driven we have big problems trust me yeah I, but I don't <laughs> think that there's I don't think that I think that people reach for that because it's available and I think that uh, social norms deem it um, untouchable and you can't you can't argue it so it's available and accessible so people reach for it and n- nobody can say any different but and in, in the conversations that i've had are with people in those demographics <laughs> it's not with it's not with uh, a group of white guys at a table i mean uh, because i'm interested i want to know Yeah. Is it that bad? Is it, is it, is there a problem? Is there something I'm not seeing? And from, from everybody I've talked to that, that, that has integrity, um, they've all said definitively not. So I'm, I'm just taking them for face value.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the important thing is to have those conversations. Right. And you can only go off what we're told. And if it is, then we need to fix
4: it. Yeah. I support that 100%. If it is a problem we need to fix it. Yeah. But
2: yeah. sorry to interrupt. No. no, Jeremy and I we've had a decent amount of conversations and stuff and we we align very close. We agree on a lot. Um and I do agree I think there's going to be some individual experiences, but that doesn't necessarily mean it makes up the whole. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, right, you know exactly. I mean? So like yeah, exactly.
4: I'm not it, saying that it's never happened, but believe me. And and I'm not saying that that I've done uh far wide-reaching poll by any means it's just been the people that have been close to me and 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 uh i, I think that it's just the uh, not wanting to really address the the real problems that's what i think yeah, because the real problems are much more deep and they're much
2: more difficult to handle absolutely and i think too the biggest thing that i see that could be a you know um an issue that has, I guess, has been probably an issue even in other departments is that um, the the problem is, is if if it's said and it's said to an advantage or if it's said in a way that wasn't exactly, you know, it, then what it does is when it does happen real, it's not taken with the same Mm -hmm. you know it's like the boy crying wolf boy crying wolf exactly and that that's the thing that upsets me and i'm i'm not the only one right obviously so it's one of those things where you know it better be correct yeah you know what i mean yeah and and not just it
0: better not be
4: fabricated exactly exactly
2: so
0: i want to go back to something that you were talking about earlier um and talking about the different mental health stressors Mm-hmm. on people in the rescue division can you mm-hmm. elaborate on that like what makes that so different than if somebody's on a pumper or a truck or whatever sure i think so
4: there's a couple of ways to look at it and uh i i think that some of it bleeds over obviously i mean we, we obviously go to a lot of the same things but i think that there's also a huge expectation of if if you run if you run a call that's bad and and there's no there's nothing acute to deal with at the time but you know you got to you got to get people out of cars after wrecks the fatality wrecks or you know you got to recover bodies from the river or you know whatever it's a, whatever the host of of situations may be and it may be it may be driven techni- technically you know we have specialty stuff to to accomplish a lot of tasks but but as a whole i think that the rescue division is looked at as some type of uh you know it's a specialty niche and these guys in the specialty niche have the ability to deal with things a lot better than anybody else i don't know that that's necessarily true um but it continues to be the way it is so we'll be called out to do all these nasty jobs Or uh, things that realistically nobody else wants to do and uh, and we do them and we don't talk about it and uh, I kind of I consider that to be a little potentially problematic
0: why don't you guys talk about it because we're so tough I like it. I like uh, it. Yeah, you put your cape on one side at a oh, time. Yeah. yeah, just like just like everybody else. Just like everybody no, else. You know, and honestly, mm-hmm. that's something that I never really thought about that much. Of yeah, you guys will will run car wrecks with you guys. We'll mm-hmm. run house fires, and you guys are there. Mm-hmm. I never thought about the the body recoveries mm-hmm. and the swift right. water, all that other stuff that you do. That. Mm-hmm like quote-unquote normal or regular firefighters yeah. i mean
4: you always knew we were tough you yeah just but I just, <laughs> I just I didn't <laughs> know they were that yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so there, i think there are a lot of things that happen kind of behind the scenes and and we do a pretty good job of being quiet about it and i'm not saying that guys won't reach out if they need it uh necessarily but i can tell you definitively it's probably not common um you know there's that but uh I mean, I'll, I'll give you a good example. So on this last deployment we went on, um, as soon as we got there in theater, if you will, um, we it, we went to Fort Myers Beach. So I don't know how much of the media you guys saw about that stuff. But I mean, it was widespread devastation. I mean, it's like basically taking a good-sized city off the map. And uh, the first assignment we got, literally within a half hour of being on the ground was to go and recover a couple of bodies out of a house that had been kind of washed out into, uh, the whole house was picked up and washed out into, uh, some shallow water. So like the only thing that it was exposed was a roof. And, uh, they said they had confirmed that there's a couple of bodies in the, in the attic of this house. And so the story is that, um, uh, There was a couple of girls who had went on vacation to Fort Myers beach, had no idea a hurricane was coming. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know how that, I don't know how that worked, but, but they didn't. And so it came basically upon them and they couldn't find a way out. So they were on the phone with family, whatnot. And they said, we're just going to ride it out in the attic, which is not atypical. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but, um, They. I mean, they did, they, they tried, they tried to do that and they had tied themselves into the attic with uh, random objects, um, uh, extension cords and, uh, shower curtains. And it was like an Airbnb house. Ah. Mm. And, uh, and so they perished in the, in the attic. Um, but it was ugly, really bad. And, uh. No other team that was there would be willing to go get them, so when we got there, they said, "Hey, we need you to go and do this. Are you willing to do it?" and we're like, well, yeah, I mean, of course we
0: that's what we're here for that's
4: what we're here for so so we did, and um you know those are just not the fun things you know those aren't that's not <laughs> that's yeah. not on the advertisement yeah um but if you can take that, you know, and I wasn't at nine eleven but but I've talked to plenty of people who were and, and you know that's even a different uh, a more different situation where you're hauling you know literally buckets of your buddies out you know for days and days on end so that's a big difference than just running you know automatic alarms and yeah whatever else so it's uh it's all about volume I think you know it's all about the volume and you know in Florida, you know, we recovered by the time it was all done, eight bodies, you know. But that's, you know, I, you know, I don't know how it works for everybody else, but that's that's a lot. That's a lot. But that's in a short period of time, and so that stuff just kind of burns in, you know, over and yep. over and over. And, and um, so it, it can be, I think, it can take somebody, and, and if you don't have a good way of dealing with it, it will it will rapidly affect you.
0: Would imagine yeah so well everybody's got some kind of container oh right? yeah right and it, every time you have one of those incidents or whatever, right. you're getting a little bit more volume or fluid or whatever you want to call it in there right. until eventually it's going to come out.
4: Yeah. The federal government has this flashy thing that they use on you. It's like a little flashy thing. And so like, it's like they men in flash black. it on you yeah, and then you forget about everything
2: you saw. <laughs> men uh, in black. Yeah. It is. It's weird. It's weird.
3: But, Wait, uh, I've been to Florida? What? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm really surprised that maybe able will recall any of this. <laughs> but, uh,
0: <laughs> he was wearing his sunglasses
2: right yeah, that's it close my eyes you closed your eyes yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: so it's interesting it's, <clears throat> it's definitely it's definitely a different world and i think it's a world that people don't think about but um we definitely need it i think i mean we need to have guys that have that ability i mean and 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 i think it's i'm not saying that it's the wrong perspective i think it is the right perspective but i th- i also think that uh people need to understand what they're signing up for, you know? Um, I think that there's that. I I think that people should be doing a little bit of uh, self-assessment as to whether or not what's going on in their life also outside of, of the job too. I mean, because that plays a big part in it. You know, the more stressed out you are, the more, you know, mental clarity is huge, right? So if, if you are dealing with a whole bunch of stuff outside, you know, and then you, and then you throw all that on. Sometimes that's enough to push somebody over the edge, but.
0: Yeah. It's all the same container. Mm -hmm. You don't get a different one for every little thing.
4: (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I just read a book that uh, was written by uh, a guy that was in charge of uh, developing the, a fighter pilot school, basically of they, the the government has a, a particular program that they send fighter pilots through for for the ability to think under stress, basically. And uh, man, that was informative. And it could be you could pluck all these different ideas that they have that, that are, have been instituted for some time, really, and put them right into the fire service. And if we can, if we can adopt some of those things, it would it would arm people to make better decisions or to be able to deal with things um, at least at the time better. You know, I'm not saying that 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 those things don't come up again later, but but uh, mental toughness is huge. Yeah. Conditioning your mind to to deal with it at, at the time, and then conditioning your mind to deal with it in another capacity later. You know, but
0: uh, you think that's something that needs to start in the academy?
4: Yeah, yeah, I do. I uh, I think that you could actually take the program that they that they use and and pluck it out uh, almost identically as it is and put it in the academy. I, I, I think that that would be a huge, huge, huge thing.
0: Yeah. Um, well, because, again, like we said, whenever they come out and they're exposed to oh, yeah. the old salty guy. No, they, don't, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah, they don't know. If you, It goes back to what we've talked about multiple times of setting people up for success. Oh, yeah. no, And I that if you're huge. leaving out critical information, yeah. which is what it is. Right, and right. making them i don't think there's a way that you can prepare somebody 100% for seeing a dead body upside mm. down in a car yeah that's going to be a shocker no matter who yeah, you are. I agree but i think there are things like mm-hmm. that where it will allow them to navigate the emotions and right. deal with it a lot better
4: and then on on the other side of the equation is given the given people their best ability to think under stress is I mean, it becomes a safety issue, you know, I mean, if you can teach people how to make rational, you know, thought out decisions under stress before they even come out and, you know, are, are in those situations where that could become uh, something that affects them personally or other people. I mean, that's huge. I yeah. don't think we even have thought about that.
0: Yeah. No, uh, we haven't. No. I haven't went through a class on decision making yeah. or mm-hmm. anything like that.
4: Yeah, so I'll give you the title of the book. It's yeah, really I was going to say that. Yeah,
2: that's actually the next thing I was going to ask Tyler was the name of the book because, I mean, it seems like that could be great for me, you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, really for anyone. And, um, no, Jeremy, you're right. I mean, it's almost like nobody is prepared to see any dead body until it actually just happens. I mean, I remember yeah. there was a guy, you know, I've been on for 15 now, but there was a guy that came on maybe, I think I had five years on, and— mm-hmm. His first call, I mean, like kind of like, you know, (laughs) everyone has that first call. Mm -hmm. One of his first calls, at least it was the first day, was a really tragic um, MBA, you know, Mm -hmm. that involved a mother and a child Mm -hmm. that, unfortunately, was in a bad state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously they didn't make it. He didn't make it on the job more than two months after that. And that was the Mm -hmm. sole reason. And I'm not saying, you know... Like, for instance, um, maybe if he, w- he would have had more time, if he would have had maybe exposure to the, the book and mm-hmm. the mental, prep- you know, uh, preparation, preparedness for it, yeah. maybe. Who knows? Maybe he would have been able to stay on. But I yeah. do agree that it, it should start at the academy level because that's, like, the perfect time. That's right. when right. you're fresh and you're green. So
4: here. you could even take this the principles that are in this and, like, transfer them into the driving scenario. You know, uh yeah. so the, art, the it's called The Art of Clear Thinking. That's the name of the book. Okay. It's Written by Hazard Lee.
0: Hazard Lee. <laughs> Not trying that's to laugh a, but That's it, a badass name, it should, isn't it? It is That is a would, badass. I want to say I've heard of other books written by him. Hazard Lee? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Think so, he, well, it's he, a unique name. You it, well, don't forget No, you name.
2: don't forget Hazard Lee. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I just want that to be my name. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <We're> just <laughs> I'm start calling
3: you Hazard. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. But, uh,
4: yeah, so you could take those principles and put them into the driving conundrum that we're in, you know, um, that uh, uh, is, a, is another topic all in of its own right that, that actually ends up affecting mental health hugely, I think. I mean, I, I uh, you know, the, these situations continue to happen over and over again, and, and the people that are involved in them, I can't imagine, are in a good state. I wouldn't be, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that uh, maybe we need to look at things from a different different angle in the fact that what are we doing to prepare these guys uh, as a whole? Because you can take a lot of these things and they all are intertwined.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they all are. And then a lot of it comes back to training and preparation and being proactive, which for a vast majority of the fire service it seems like And I don't want to keep harping back to the whole, well, we're short-staffed and Mm -hmm. call volume and all this. The fact of the matter is, for a variety of reasons, we don't train as much now as we did 10 years ago. No. And that's just... We do. Well, Well, (laughs) that's because (laughs) you guys are superheroes. You're tough. (laughs) But in all honesty,
4: all joking aside, I don't know how much you guys train. Nobody does. It's all so different. It is. It's all over the map. Um. I know that that's, you know, uh, we we are constantly doing that, but I know that that's also very specific to us, too. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're saying there should be know. some
1: sort of standard for training, That's maybe a, maybe a national that standard that for fire departments uh, as a whole.
4: Yeah, that's that's. Ground, I mean, that's I groundbreaking. I've never. I don't know. I'm a visionary. I don't know if you know that. Jeremy doesn't really explain what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think maybe you're onto something there. You know, uh, if, just me thinking even, out loud. Even if it's not a national standard, a standardized, maybe something standardized, uh, yeah. something that we've been talking about instituting uh, for a while. And again, we're not reinventing the wheel here as a as a textbook concept. You know, and this is specific to to rescue stuff but that being said you could take this the the whole task book ideology and transfer it out into the suppression world and 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 say hey here's a list of t- of tasks here's a list of, of of things that you need to know that you might not get in the academy but you no. still need to know them and so it's up to your captain it's up to your crew whatever to, or, or to you get mean like those have things.
1: one of those books for every time you get promoted
4: yeah i mean you could you could you could you could put it in a lot uh, of different dimensions.
1: Know. Something Because, you know, there's always something to learn.
4: Are you trying to say that they put people out there that aren't, aren't well suited? I would never say that. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Um, oh. But I could see it. I could
1: <laughs> see that happening. Um, I, mean, I mean, we all have different levels of capabilities. Yeah. a <laughs> Different that, level I of knowledge. That. Some of us were ready mm-hmm. a long time ago. That's true. Others of us. I would host a podcast. I will be completely honest. Don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and it's been that way since day one. I know. I've I've but run into people like that. In his defense though, he had a head injury like three weeks into the academy. Yeah. And it never got it taken does care affect of. It.
3: <laughs>
4: but you know, I on the brink of on the brink of that uh promotional topic myself. Uh I will tell you that uh, ten years ago I was ready and that's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it went into a different
1: dimension, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, you think that's the thing? Uh, you think you're ready? Oh the, man. At that time, and, and then it, it and comes up, and now, now, now here you don't it want is. it. You're yeah. like, oh,
4: you're like, uh, do I
1: want this? Am I ready? Yeah. Am I prepared? Am I going to do a good job? Am I? How, how many I, mistakes am I going to make? I just,
4: yeah. I felt like I was ready at one point, and now I'm, I've gone past that point, and um I'm. Transitioning into a different dimension, yeah, and, and now you got to do it, and you're like, Ugh, yep. you're well,
0: mean, you are like, yeah, man,
1: you could think... always turn it down. I am just saying.
4: Uh, that's what I've heard. <laughs> that's <laughs> think, what I've heard. I don't know that that's ever
0: happened. But I was going to say, has that ever happened? I don't think so. I don't think it's ever happened. Not do that you, I know of. Do you think part of that though is the amount of knowledge from ten years ago to now that you've learned? Oh man, I'm. I will tell you that
4: definitively. At that point, there was. I mean it's a vast difference. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way.
0: Same. I think it's but, a good thing that you're oh, questioning yeah. a little bit.
4: Oh, I, there's no way I was ready. Yeah. I mean, not even remotely, but I was at 23s, man. I thought I was ready. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, hindsight is, you know, very real, but, uh, it's just a, it's an, a very interesting road. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said. A lot of guys say that, uh, you know, uh, there's no difference if you're a driver before you're a captain. But I think that that's – I think that there's a huge
1: difference. I I think there's a big difference. Yeah.
0: I'll agree with that.
4: I think think that's something that we need to be looking at.
0: Well, you know, we were talking about that the other day of, like, that Mm crawl-walk-run method, right, of learning things. And there are things that you learn – through the course of your career, through the different plateaus, like you're the brand new firefighter and then you move up, you know, you're the second firefighter Mm -hmm. and then you're the senior firefighter. Right. And then you go from there to be in the driver. Mm -hmm. And there's things that you learn about leadership and things on the job and your view starts to open up and you see a little bit bigger of a picture. Mm
3: -hmm. And
0: then you get in that formal leadership role of a captain. Right. And not only do you know all the jobs below you, but you're starting to learn that, battalion chief level and all of that stuff so you've got an even bigger expanded view right and i think by skipping ranks Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where you're going to have a knowledge gap Mm -hmm. now that's not to say that you can't make up for that and Mm -hmm. learn all that stuff and all that but Uh, how much lag time
4: yeah i mean i know i know a lot of guys who have gotten promoted uh, you know in that way not not being drivers and yeah the uh their success is is different you know it's just different it's just it's a different it's a different perspective i think i think it adds a different perspective
1: yeah and there are departments out there that don't have a driver position true the senior person drives or the company officer chooses who's driving because you know Mm -hmm. any one of us we could all be on the same crew and Jarrett might be the junior person but he's the best driver Mm -hmm. so now he's driving the most.
4: now i mean i don't don't know know, what you guys think about this either is uh another concept that that I know I've had to deal with quite a bit is our recent addition or maybe not so recent now, but uh, letting guys ride out at mm-hmm. a certain point, you know, putting a number on it. I don't know what it is now, 10 years, eight uh-huh. years, eight, eight years, eight years.
2: for red yeah. So, yeah.
4: you know, that might work in, in a lot of places, you know, that might be okay, but transferring that into the rescue dimension that's a scary concept for me. Yeah. Um, The amount of, the amount of knowledge or critical decision-making that is potentially there for you. Having been in in the position of riding out at the Independence Avenue fire is a good example. You know, um, yeah, that's, that's a scary, that's a scary dimension when you have so much more uh, responsibility as it is as a rescue, then all of a sudden you put that on somebody with eight years, Okay, hey, now, now not only are you uh, you know probably lacking as it is in this capacity, but we're going to add all this other stuff, and it's really not possible in my opinion, but
0: i I definitely understand that concern. I think it varies by individual, I think so too. And I think that a lot of it comes down to how well was that person prepared. Mm-hmm. No, I. You know, if you've got a, if you have a captain who it's his goal or her goal to make sure that every one of their people is the best that they could possibly be to get them ready for the next step. Right. Then I agree. How long does that take?
4: Right. And like you said, it's different for everybody. And and I think that that's realistically how it should be. I think it should be more along the lines of, hey, at eight years, you can start getting ready and somewhere between eight and who knows how many. And you'll be approved to do it, but you're gonna to have to prove that yeah. you have these capabilities somehow. And I and, and I don't know how that would look, but yeah. well but
0: definitely there should be a the, rigorous testing. This process. magic wand thing is yeah.
4: just uh a scary a scary thing to me. And I hate to say it, but um you know, that that puts guys at risk. Yeah. And, and so Well, and on
0: the flip side of this, we were talking about this the other day look at how our job is kind of trending where you've got people that come in and they're here for a year two years and then they're gone. Right. So how many, how much time can we allow that or for that to go on before we get to that point of, you know, okay, it's time for the captain's test Mm -hmm. and okay, well who's eligible to take the captain's test? Well, we got four Mm -hmm. guys. Right. Right. Okay. Well, we've got 10 Mm -hmm. people that are going to retire. Right. Yeah, exactly.
4: No, I mean we're kind of in a trick bag. Um and it it's, it's just an interesting concept. Now, I will tell you this, something that it doesn't seem like a lot of people understand is the whole reason that you have two drivers on a rescue it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Yeah. But that's the entire that that was the entire thought process around it is that you have two drivers so that so that there's always somebody to ride out. Mm-hmm. And that was the entire concept of it. It wasn't because you need two drivers. Work. yeah it was
3: the experience it component. it was the experience
4: component, and so realistically, there should never be somebody riding out that's not at least a driver, which I thought that was smart, but yeah. we've deviated from that at this point, and now it's the entitlement syndrome again yeah so and, and like and that's why that's why I prefaced with the fact that it might work in, on a pumper, you know because your your scope of responsibility is so much smaller. Yeah, so it might work. You might be able to finesse it on there a lot easier, but just specific to the rescues is something that I think needs to be looked at closer.
0: Yeah, I would, I'd agree with that. And I mean, you would know better about that than anybody sitting in this room because yeah. you're in it's, that world. It's
4: hard to convince people of that because it all comes down to the same old the same old excuse of well, we need the oh, well, you're trying to take money out of these guy's pocket, yeah, but. Yeah, it has nothing no. to do with that. No. It's got we to do to. with
0: capability and risk mitigation. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, okay. that's something that the fire service as a whole, I mean, that's you hear it all the time. Well, this it's a dangerous job. It's a dangerous job. Yeah, we do a lot of danger. The job itself is dangerous, obviously. Running into a burning building or crawling mm-hmm. into a car that is upside down, those are not safe things to do. Mm-hmm. However, there are steps that we can take. Sure. To mitigate mitigate a ton of that risk. Right.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's a a very sprawling topic at some point, but it also always comes kind of down to what are we doing? What are we doing for our people? How are we preparing them? How are we trying to make them more successful? I think that that's what's been lost. We're we're no longer trying to make uh, our young people successful or people that just get on. That's not a concern of ours.
0: No, it's just trading water right now.
4: Right, and we're much more interested in how, you know, you're going to make yourself successful in in whatever dimension that is. Maybe, you know, uh, the popularity game or, or, uh, you know, what have you. It's usually some kind of success that is unmeaningful, it seems, but it seems like that's where the priority is. So, you know it's just it's just about getting the right people to hear and subscribe to the right things to make the changes and that's that's the struggle is is making people understand yeah so
0: it's well uh, and it's it's getting the rest of the job on board too mm-hmm. and making you know the people that have been on for a while see the need and right. the right. also the people that are coming in now starting them off with a good foundation right you yeah, know? exactly. Because, like you were talking about earlier, it's a lot easier to do that little, you know, set the foundation mm-hmm. and little course correction, right? Than to get them out and then try to make a big course course no, correction yeah, two, three, four
4: years in. That's that, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not the way to do it. Um, yeah, it's and and at some point, you know, like I said earlier, we have to pay attention to it. We have to do it at some point. It's got to happen. Otherwise, we're we're just going to continue to go down so I don't know i think I think everybody's open to ideas at this point, as far as how to do it, yeah. but uh hopefully the the good rhetoric keeps on spreading,
0: yeah, yep, that's our hope is and it's one of those things of learn from other people's mistakes. We don't have to keep making the same mistakes yeah, over and over again. There's no doubt about that's,
4: that yeah that's a that's one that we seem to do a lot. Uh, yeah. Just over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many rigs we got to wreck, but. Oh, gosh. Uh, you Or know, ambulances. Yeah. Same old thing, yeah. over and over. Over and over. Heard well, about another one the other day. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> yeah. That and is a, it's a nationwide problem. Is it? Is yeah. It? I didn't know. It's,
4: so what? We did some investigating on this and said, hey, for so historically for the last 20 years, you know, how has it looked for us? You know, has have we went up and down, or is it at an all-time high? And scary enough, no. It's been pretty steady. Yeah. It's been pretty steady for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obvious that we're not doing something right for a long time. Yeah. So, and well, I, I mean, I know for a fact that I've, I've got exposure to other departments and how they do things, and it's much different than what, how we
0: do things. Yeah. So, that's... I don't think and I could be 100% wrong on this and I readily admit it and I'll be happy if I am but at the opportunities for ambulances and fire trucks to crash are mm-hmm. a lot more than the normal person mm-hmm. and we are driving in all types of weather right year round especially here in the midwest i mean it's not uncommon i mean we're going to get snow we're mm-hmm. going to get ice and well we don't go no we still got to go
3: mm-hmm.
0: you're going to no, have it, some it, of that sure i agree I agree. But, You're going to have
4: some of it and you can't, there's some amount of it that you can't escape. And and there's a lot of times that it's not our fault yeah. legitimately because, you know, yeah, but some of people it is are just, crazy these yeah. days. But I will also tell you this, you know, we've spun our feet for how many years now, at least a couple and trying to develop a program while that entire time the IFF has had a driving program readily available that we could have just adopted without spinning our wheels. And trying to readmit the wheel and and the uh, you know in addition to that, we've got guys I've got one that drives thirty fives at at my station that has tried to be involved and had been knocked down over and over and over again, and uh you know I have a lot of respect for him and and his ideas behind it, and he's got extensive experience with it um you know bad experience with it so I don't I just don't understand why we continue to knock people down when they want to be involved in something or when they're passionate about something or when they want to develop something that's going to benefit other people why why are we so interested in in spending energy on on knocking somebody down you know it, it makes no sense
2: it's well, almost like you always hear the short answer is like money and politics. you know? Money and politics. You hope that that's not it. but
0: Well, there's definitely politics. We know definitely that. Definitely politics. Definitely yeah. politics. Well, and there's a the money aspect of it, too.
2: Uh, this city has
4: plenty of money.
0: Well, I'm not debating that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so, convincing them to. Yeah, yeah. It's any municipality. I mean, if you think about it logically, what is the fire service? They're just a big black hole of mm-hmm. money. Oh, yeah. That's it. No. We don't make money. Yeah, there's no typically. return. Yeah. Yeah. So cities are going to go, you know, look, you cost us right. every year. Why should we let you cost us more? Sure. But what we have to do, and I mean, this is for anything, like you can say mental health programs, training programs, mm-hmm. new apparatus, sure, whatever. Anything. anything you can go, look, here, this is what you're paying now. Mm -hmm. If we are proactive in this area and spend this much money on the front end to institute this program Mm -hmm. or this training or whatever, these are the benefits. And that's what has to happen. And we just, the fire service, it seems like as a whole, isn't very good at that. Mm -hmm. Like some departments are great at it Mm -hmm. and they have all of the things that we're talking about Mm -hmm. and they're running like a top. Mm -hmm. Most departments don't.
4: Right. And no, everybody's got everybody's got same problems to some extent, but uh I think that I, mean, I think we have room for improvement. I think we can do better. And and you know, maybe maybe it's along the lines of uh you know, demonstrating good behavior and then maybe they'll <laughs> want to break free with some more money. I don't know. But uh yeah, I mean, I think that I think that now now of all times would probably be a good time to lobby for some of that I mean we've got more money coming into the city than we have in a long time I would imagine so and I'm not a bean counter but I I can't help I can't help but imagine with all the stuff that we got going on we got some money so I think that maybe we should make a play for it but it has to be logical so
0: yeah well and like I said we got to sell it yeah we can't sell it
4: because we're you know uh, continue to make the same mistakes over and over again and I mean, bad behavior doesn't doesn't yeah. sell well. So,
0: well, we had a guest on the other day. Um, he's a psychologist, and he was talking about that of the basically the bad apples in the police department and the fire service. Right? He said it's four to five percent. Yeah. Oh, that, I agree. That are the bad apples, but they I can make tell up. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they make up ninety-two to ninety-three percent of the expenditure. Yes. Yeah, I agree. No, we've
4: definitely got some bad actors, and and yes, yeah. you know, they they are easily identifiable. Typically, like I said, the deeper you dig, the, the more you the more you find. But um, and they're sleeper cells too. Definitely, 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 guys that that don't want to be identified as that, but are are really doing some damage behind the scenes. They're, yeah. they're just kind of whispering. Yeah. And uh but they claim publicly something completely different. Yeah. So, I don't know. We got to get a handle on that stuff.
0: Yeah. There's a Unfortunately, that's one of those things with the fire department of you know, we talk about it being a brotherhood mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and then yeah. it's not uncommon.
4: Yeah. We just got to get realigned to work for the greater good, I think. Yeah. But that's easier said than done. But yeah. you just you know, doing it by force is usually the best best answer <laughs> <laughs> you just force your way through it yeah and, uh, and just put uh, your
0: head down and keep swinging sometimes yeah man
4: that's that's kind of what i've done um you know you just uh at some point you make them swallow the pill and and then and then you show them how good it is <laughs> aren't you glad that you did that yeah you know uh you know
0: and I mean, honestly, I can't disagree with you a hundred percent. Sometimes know? it's the only way. You I
4: mean, know? it's uh, uh, you yeah, but but that's all comes back to, you know, the mental health side of it. Of you know, having the uh, mental fortitude to knowingly make people unhappy, or knowingly make yourself a target, or knowingly make yourself unliked, and you just have to expect it. And it, and it's like the old adage of. Uh, that's in the leadership realm of, you know, you can't be afraid to eat alone type thing. Um, You may not be everybody's best friend uh, all the time. And and so that's not a young man's game, you know, because that's a a huge concern for everybody, especially early in their career. And I think that that's what is the difference. You know, when I say that the first 10 years was bliss, well, that's because you don't have to worry about that stuff. It's when you decide that you're going to try and do something that might be outside the box or you know any one of those things making somebody unhappy or or uh being unliked for a minute or you know maybe you have a vision or you can see something bigger than what's typically looked at um when you when you start to jump off that bridge um you know then you really find out you know how hard it is yeah. to be in that position so um uh, that's definitely made it an interesting road
0: um well doing the right thing was easy everybody would do it yeah right so and that's but that's part of that's part of leadership though yeah it is you have to make that's your responsibility to make decisions it is and it's not always going to be popular and you know
4: yeah i just think that more people need to understand that at some point in time in your career you know when you start getting rank Mm -hmm. um well you got to start looking at things different and uh and you can't be afraid of that stuff. You yeah. know, you can't be afraid if you're going to call yourself a leader and in, in this organization or the fire service in general, if you're going to call yourself a leader, uh, you know, you have to stand up for what's right. And you have to stand up for for people that are right, even if it's the unpopular position. So, um, yeah, we have a, that. That's the minority yeah. of people that have that ability, in all honesty. But, uh, you know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be an interesting little bit of time here. Yeah. So, we'll see how it all goes. But, uh, you know, pills are getting swallowed. (laughs) Force feedings are happening. (laughs) Yeah. It's happening. It is happening. And that's the good news. So, um, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm all for it because, you know, we've been stagnated for a long time. Yes, And you know, the more communication and understanding and moving the needle in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the ultimate goal is leave it better than you found it. Right. Right. Yes. And, you know, you have people laugh and go, oh, how are you going to make it better or whatever? (laughs) Well, this is my way,
3: you know, doing the
0: podcast, talking about mental health, making people understand that it's okay to come and talk about this stuff. And yeah, it's ruffling feathers yeah
4: ruffling feathers yeah so, stepping on toes and ruffling feathers man yeah. that's that's what it's all about
2: well if you notice too there's always the people that complain the most about something whether it's even like cook shack the, the oh, person yeah. that never cooks wants yeah. to complain about the food oh yeah it's the yeah. same with kind of how you, you explain too you church. know what i've noticed
4: yeah. recently that seems to be a pandemic is people will will accuse you of doing things they'll they'll make these lo- like lofty accusations. Stuff that completely out of left field. And it's the very things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know. I've, this has been a recent revelation for me. It's like it, it's happening. It's like what? It, they're like looking in the mirror kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's bizarre. It's a bizarre one. That's That one's got me spun out. I can't figure it out. Like
2: uh, What's the yeah. logic and all that? I don't know. Well, it's just um, a way of... I'm not sure what the logic is.
0: Yeah. It's just a way of... Hiding, but really is what it is. Yeah,
4: there's been some pretty crazy stuff, pretty crazy accusations out there. (laughs) Way, way out there, but
0: it's entertaining. It is that it definitely provides entertainment. And I think at some point, you like, especially, I've seen most fire departments are like that where it's very clicky Mm -hmm. and the rumor mill runs rampant. And I think for sure, for the most part, it's one of those things where you just have to ignore it. Oh yeah. And because no, the, for the sure. people that know you know. Oh yeah. And the people you that know. don't know you, if they have any integrity, they'll so, just ask you about it.
4: I don't know if you guys have any experience at trying to do these things, but uh when you start engaging and and you know, you know you're going to rough feathers going into it and and you accept that and then uh you know, there's like a very there's a chronological process that happens and you can almost predict it, you know. You can watch people start to get uncomfortable. And they try to exert force, you know, they demand it. And that typically works, you know, historically that, that will work every time is if they tell you, they corner you, you stop that right now. Mm -hmm. And typically people back off. If you push through that, that's when it gets interesting. Then they start to squirm and they don't know how to attack. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, that's when the rumors start. That's when, that's when, (laughs) that's when things are made up Yep, and, uh, so
0: well, it's character assassination. Yes, that, that's absolutely. all it boils down to. Yeah, absolutely, it is. They can't come at you head on, so no, they try they, to come, come around from the side, from, every, from the back, every, whatever yeah. way they
4: can. So you know, it's being able to see through that. Hopefully, that's what that's that's what you hope because you know, it's the you know, you hope that people can see it for what it is. But yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely, I don't know, should be an easier way.
0: Maybe should Uh, be an easier way to go about this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, well, and you hope you know we start to trend in the right direction, mm -hmm. and we start getting you know the new people that are coming into the job. You can get a hold of them early and set them on the right path. Mm -hmm. You know, and you hope that the culture will start to shift in a meaningful way, and will continue on that trajectory. Right. So, I mean, it's any type of culture shift is it's painful and it no, takes it time
4: no it takes a long time you know yeah and so i'm in the safety business on the side and um you know that's that's another aspect of all of this that that you know provides me with some insight here and there but you know we'll have companies call that want to change their safety culture you know because they have a lot of injuries or whatever that have happened and uh so you I can apply some logic to some of this stuff just in having to deal with that stuff is just in a small company dealing with 50 guys or 50, you know, and it's all union workers. So it's all kind of a similar mindset and, uh, and changing that culture at that level with that many people is difficult. And it usually takes around two years. And so to then try to take those theories or whatever and apply them into an organization that's the size of, you know, thousand plus yeah, I mean, you can probably just try and do the math on that. I mean, that's it's it is a and, and, and you have to be so consistent for that entire time of uh, positivity or or changing it in whatever direction you want to go. It's a long road. It yeah. becomes a long road. And, and I mean, that was one thing that uh, I think I said on some of the initiatives that I've had is that I probably won't ever see the light of day for any of this stuff. You know hopefully you can get it to the point where it changes or or it sticks, and then you know your only hope from there is that you leave somebody with something that they can enjoy at that point you know but yeah. you you very, you need to go into this knowing that you very well may not ever get to actually participate in whatever it is you're trying to change yeah. so it might be this massive undertaking to change this one little thing and then knowing that you probably won't ever get to actually enjoy the fruits of your labor if you will yeah you know
0: that's yeah but you're not doing it for yourself you're doing it for
3: if you're doing it for the right yeah if you're doing
4: it for the right reasons that's true but but it's a hard pill to swallow in all honesty and and you're committing yourself to you know uh, a certain amount of mental health crisis just in in that dimension but um, yes that's the way it has to be and that's what that's the mindset that that everybody has to have at some point especially if you're sitting at our level of of your career you know i mean you know you know that you're not going to be here forever and and uh you're just trying to leave somebody with something better than what you have now yeah so
0: well and i think what can help with the whole with the mental health and that aspect of it um it going through some kind of process like that Mm -hmm. is remembering the reason why you are doing it oh yeah no no doubt and then you got to celebrate the small victories that you have
4: oh yeah no for sure for sure yeah daily you know anything any any positive move that you know you can see or make is definitely a victory yeah so for sure
2: but (laughs) you got more alarms going off man i had my watch going off goodness gracious i thought i set everything off but yeah forgot about the watch one
0: so oh, from now on we're going to put a little basket out there for you whenever <laughs> uh, you uh, uh, watch it. phones and watches phones and watches
2: phones watch
0: Right. And we'll just give you a bottle of water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave, the hat, uh, uh, ho- leave uh, the hat on the hook. Tim. hat on the hook. Yeah. Yep.
2: You'll tell me to come 30 minutes before when it actually is. Yes. Truly 30 all minutes. All you guys got to yeah.
4: do is have yeah. a makeup artist here for one session and have him come and like, you know, do a bunch of makeup on him to get rid of the sheen and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll remember a hat on his own. Yeah. There you go. That's True. a brilliant <laughs> idea.
0: <laughs> I've got a niece that is great yeah, with makeup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. it will be fine.
2: Yeah. Hopefully she's done this before.
0: Uh, Yeah. She's really yeah. good at Halloween makeup. Oh, oh There you no. go. <laughs> you,
2: look, you, look, you look perfect. Trust yeah. Me. yeah. Uh, well, sorry. Pardon the inter- interruption for like the yeah. third, maybe. What's this fourth time now, Chris? What are we on?
1: Oh, I can't count. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I Wait think this is like the fourth time. <laughs> I thought
0: math was your strong suit.
1: Yeah. Adding a drag counting's counting different. <laughs> oh my God! All right. <laughs> well, um, closing thoughts. I don't know. I'm behind. It's these two this time. You still get closing thoughts. They did a great job. Jarrett sucks, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Put it nicely, yeah. No, I mean I do agree. Change, changes need to be made in in the fire service, and mm. I think it's going to take. A long, Every, long time? Yeah. It's going to take a some long time. Long time. It will take It will take some time, but I think it's going to have to be everyone being mm-hmm. on the same page. I and that's so damn near impossible. Because even in a small department, mm-hmm. if you have 30 people, like you're talking about the small companies of 50, mm-hmm. that's 50 different opinions.
3: Oh, yeah. Nobody's so nobody trying to
1: create way. something that's, that's going to get buy-in and being able to get everybody to buy-in. So how you get Jeremy to buy in is different than Jarrett, different than me, different than Tyler. I
4: will tell you definitively, though, when you when, when people say it starts at the top, that, that could not be more true. It definitely, definitely starts at the top. And, and if your leadership structure isn't buying into whatever it is you're trying to sell, that is, that's it's all the difference in the world. Having support versus now fighting against the grain is a massive difference. Yeah. So I think that that's that's the start of it. I mean, our the leadership structure has to subscribe, and as soon as they do, it makes it much easier for everybody else too, you know. But uh, I mean, maybe that should set, shed some light on our current situation. You know, the the leadership structure has to it has to be a priority, and they have to subscribe. No. Yeah. So, you know, stay tuned. Hopefully, that happens. Yeah.
0: All right, everybody. Well, thanks for stopping by. Um, Remember, if you are struggling, reach out. There are resources out there. If you know somebody that's struggling, reach out to them. Let them know you care. Let them know what resources are out there. And, uh, yeah, we'll
3: see you next time. And thanks to Tyler and Jared for coming on. Appreciate it, guys. Mm -hmm.